Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Oh man, I'm having a pretty good day. Uh, how about you? Um, it's it's been okay. It's been a little bit of a rough week so far, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there's been a few things here and there that are really, 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 like, stress-inducing, if you will. Um, mainly Bill's stuff. Oh. <laughs> like, making making rent. Uh, yeah, but, that uh, can definitely be stressful. But we have we have a we have a plan. We're we're, we're working on it, and it's uh, it's going to work out in the end. Awesome. Uh, but uh, I love it when a plan comes I, together. Yeah, I will say there have been a few shiny beacons uh, in the past week or so. Uh, mainly, um, Tetris ninety nine has been a really good stress reliever. Awesome. Uh, if you have a switch, it's free, and they have like if you pay ten dollars, you get. A bunch of extra shit, including marathon mode, which is like you put that to nine 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 lines, and you can play for a solid twenty minutes without having too much problem. Um, it's it's absolutely wonderful, and I've been loving it. Uh, but also, uh, these two shows have been a very big like. Uh, <laughs> so I'm really excited to talk about both of them. Um. But yes, uh, let's see here. So if you're new to the show, what Josh and I do here is we watch. (laughs) Sorry, it just struck me as funny. Just the whole like, just uh, what am I doing here? Oh, yeah. Show intro. (laughs) Yeah, because I was like, I was like, like, we're not shooting the shit anymore like we do in the beginning to warm up. So I got to think of what we're doing for shows or for this show. Um, (laughs) Anyway, guys, if you're new, what Josh and I do. We talk about two shows on an internet streaming platform, Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube Red, or Premium, sorry. Um, and we, we talk about them. We give our thoughts and impressions. Uh, we uh, talk about the synopsis quite a bit to kind of uh, tell you about what the show is. And then we give uh, our final thoughts and a grade. Um, it's a lot of fun. Hope you stick around. Uh, here's the other fun thing. If you are new, we have two years of podcasts that you can go back and listen to because this is our two-year anniversary. Technically, Happy anniversary, Josh. Technically, it is uh, two years that we've been doing this as of this Friday, uh, which will be uh, October 4th, the day of release. You know, it was two years ago, the first Friday in October, we published our first episode. And, uh, you know, the first year we were bi-weekly, so it's not going to look like 104 episodes you know this is like episode 71 i think and then we've had we've had a couple of little like new year's gags thrown in there too so yeah there's a bunch of little fun stuff like well i think i think about a a little under a year ago we started uh uninhibited yeah yeah it Um, was under a year ago it was earlier i think it was right around the first of the year when we started to go weekly I can't I'm believe not. it's been two years already. I know, man. It's 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 been a lot of fun doing this. 
And we're going to do a retrospective uh, next week on Uninhibited on the episode that will drop on the 11th. Yeah, um, we did. We did one. We did one a year ago mm-hmm. before we had Uninhibited. And uh, it was like a two hour just, long episode. Yeah, because what we did is we took every every show that we watched in the year and then we did like <laughs> our, our personal top five. Top five yeah. Yeah. And then we did uh, a so regular gonna... two show review in that episode too, so it was a lot It was a big episode. Yeah, yeah. it was so a really nice big that we episode. have the nice that we have the break there. But um we're not gonna do like two years worth of shows, we're just doing the past year. Uh since we've already done a retrospective. But what would be interesting, Josh, is to go back to our first year and find our top five then and see how it compares to our top five of this last year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will uh, definitely give it a listen uh, in the next week uh, so we can make that comparison. And, you know, I think we actually talked about personal goals, um, changes that we had gone through, too. I don't know. Uh, I'll have to go back and give it a listen. It's been a year since we talked about it. So I would like to go and do a, you know, a look back at that and make comparisons to how things are now. Yeah, last year I was uh, working at that garbage gas station, so there's that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, guys, what we're going to talk about today is uh, Disenchantment Season 2, which is the Matt Groening, uh, uh Simpsons, Futurama-esque style animation, but it's fantasy-based. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen Season 1, well, you can find that review on Missions... Or, wow, sorry, I almost, almost did that. You can find that episode on allcuteuppodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what episode number it is, but you can find it there. Um, and we thought we'd you know talk about season two. We're also going to talk about the movie Between Two Ferns, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, with Zach Galifianakis and Will Ferrell and a slew of other celebrities. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Uh, uh, but first... Um, actually, not first. Josh, which one do you want to talk about first? I mean, surprise me. Let's go disenchantment. Let's do it. Let's go disenchantment first. Uh, Josh, if you wouldn't give the lovely folks a uh, synopsis, please. All right. Well, um, it's a satirical fantasy sitcom created by Matt Groening, as you said. Um, it follows the story. Uh, it's set in the medieval fantasy kingdom of Dreamland, and it follows the story of Princess Terabini a.k.a. Bean, a rebellious and promiscuous alcoholic princess, and her naive elf companion, Elfo, and her personal demon, the ever-destructive Lucy, spelled L-U-C-I. And I'm going to say, the first season, I didn't laugh very much. I enjoyed the story, though, because... Even though this is a sitcom, there's good fucking story behind it. But I will say this season I enjoyed far more than season one, and I actually did legit laugh a lot more. Um, and the story was still just as good, if not better. See, well, that's interesting because I'm the opposite. Really, I thought the story this season. Yeah, I thought the story this season was way better than season one, and I didn't laugh as much. So you actually thought season one storyline was better and you didn't laugh as much this time. And this time I laughed more. I, I don't I don't know if the story was better than the first season. I enjoyed it. Uh, I think I'm just viewing it as an 
overall narrative, but I did laugh more this time than I did the first time. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a lot of... See, that's the thing for me is that it was a lot more gag-heavy this season than the first season. Like, there was a lot more situations that were just kind of uh, uh, situational that were really funny. and But they were, like, chuckle-worthy funny. Not guff, guffaw... I almost said guffaw. Um, Gaston. Uh, they weren't guffaw funny. I didn't find myself belly laughing this entire season just kind of going, huh. Where season one, there was a lot of moments that I was like, I gotta pause this motherfucker. I'm laughing so hard. Mm. Um, and that's not a problem with that. I don't, I don't personally have a problem with that. But, but it's, it's definitely a situation where I didn't, again, I didn't laugh as hard. And, but I enjoyed the story more. I thought the story dealing with like Bean and her parents was really clever and interesting. Yeah. Um, dealing with like, a a stepmom that's no longer going to be there like that whole aspect was so fascinating to me plus it kind of delved a little bit more into the world of this or this fantasy based world that they've created yeah um you actually see so, other kingdoms um yeah so for me that was a lot more fascinating um, oh, lo- i thought that was a go ahead sorry i just thought that was a lot uh, very clever in terms of of dealing with that whereas season one was just kind of like building this the characters yeah and then like it wasn't until the last two episodes that we actually got story story yeah but there was a lot of like really fucking funny gags in season one yeah that i thought were just hilarious and they did actually touch on a couple of those in season two like when she's in hell and she runs into hansel and gretel yeah um that was funny, but again, it still wasn't like hilarious. It was just kind of like, huh? And, and, and that's the thing. I'm not, again, I'm not knocking the show because of that. Um, I'm just saying like, it's, it's a, a bit differently written. It is. And, and to me, it's more enjoyable than the first because of, I mean, we got good character development, but we got some great world building too. And there was some funny shit thrown in as a bonus. You know, and I think that's where this show shines is its lore and its world building. Yeah, the gags are funny, but it's actually a really good satirical fantasy story. Yeah, I was going to say one one thing for me, Josh, that I thought that you would enjoy is I know that you weren't the biggest fan of Futurama. I never could get um, into it. I tried. I never really could get into it. I don't dislike it. It just I just wasn't. Right, entertained well, I, I, like I wanted to be. I, I, Futurama is probably my favorite. Still to this day, is my favorite Matt Groening thing. Um, I love The Simpsons to death. But Dude, I got so tired of The Simpsons. I used to adore The Simpsons. That's right. That's that's exactly why. Uh, whereas Futurama is is nice and tight and compact. And then when it got back, when it came back from cancelization, and even did those movies, it was still the same Futurama that it had always been. It didn't change, like, fucking Scrubs or something like that. Um, and uh, Man, now, there was one of my favorite shows of all time, Scrubs. That, when it I, came I back, ch- it sucked ass. Oh, that last season that they did on ABC instead of NBC? The last three seasons. I liked, uh, I liked the last two NBC seasons. I didn't like the last season that was on NBC. I thought there were three seasons on ABC. No, just one. Okay, well that whatever it was awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna say is that like um, uh, 
season one very much felt like they were trying to emulate Futurama, uh, where they would the the gags were very like, but did you get it? Which is what Futurama kind of lived on while also building its lore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted this show to kind of find its own foothold, and I feel like this season it did. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I th- like I said, I definitely think this season is more enjoyable for me personally, uh, and it sounds like it was in that in in an aspect for you as well. I, I, um, well, I don't want to say more enjoyable, but just as enjoyable, like just in a different way. In a different way, yeah, yeah. Like I really enjoyed season one because I liked the comedy, but mm-hmm. because this because they finally found their proper footholding, and they were like, we don't need to be as funny as like we don't need to be the same kind of funny as Futurama. We just need to be like, like you're smiling the whole time you're watching this, but you're enjoying this like comedic story. Mm-hmm. And, and I really, really like when you now watch the Simpsons, you watch Futurama and now you watch disenchantment, at least season two, they feel different, even though they look similar. And yeah, that's what, yeah. that's, that's similar what art style, but a different feel. And that's good because it helps the show stand on its own. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there were there were a lot of uh, like. There's also a couple uh, things here and there that uh, reference uh, past shows like uh, like Futurama, for example. Um, when uh, spoiler alert, Bean goes to the Steam City. Uh, there's a building that looks like Planet Express in the distance. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, that. How there was this one kingdom that was entirely a steampunk civilization, and they had like airships and shit. That was so cool. It was really fucking rad. Um, there was also a quick uh, nod nod to uh, Farnsworth, which is the last name of uh, the professor in Futurama. It was Farnsworth mm-hmm. Street, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a there, there was also um, a very brief nod. <laughs> You, you blink and you miss it sort of thing, but when they're in hell, there's a uh, there's a joke to the um, the robot devil from Futurama. Oh, okay. Which, if you don't know, I'm going to give you a little history here, Josh. Um, sure. The, the last episode that aired on Fox of Futurama uh, was called um, Robot Devil's or idle hands of the robot devils play things or something to that effect. I don't remember, but it was, it was a play on that with the robot devil because Fry made a deal with the devil to get uh robot hands in order to play a musical instrument correctly. And, um, in doing that, uh, um, Fry lost like his individuality and it became a whole thing. um, so, uh, uh, it was a great episode. I love the episode, but that was the last episode that aired on Fox. And then when it got back, got, got back and put on, uh, adult swim, um, they just had like another episode or two episodes with the robot devil that was actually a musical and it was really fucking cool. So to see like a quick brief nod when they're running through the, uh, MC Escher part, <laughs> I don't know if you oh, that. okay, yeah, the staircase and stuff. Yeah, it was a very brief, like, Easter egg sort of thing. I was just like, that. I love that. That was really fucking clever. There's one There's one in season one. I don't know if I ever told you. There's a 
there's an episode in Futurama where uh, Bender, Fry, and and uh, the professor have to take a um, uh, a time like a a classic time machine time uh, thing, like from the book Time Machine, um, and uh, they're going through time. I don't remember for what reason. I don't remember the plot exactly. It was really funny though. And uh, there's a shot in season one of Disenchantment where something happens magically and you see them blink in and out of existence in like two frames in that time machine. Um, So there's a bunch of little things like that in this show that I fucking love. Um, There's actually a running theory that Disenchantment, Futurama, and Simpsons all exist in the same universe. (laughs) They probably do. Uh Yeah. You know, and that's fine. It would make sense. Um, you know, the art style fits together. And for people who maybe aren't fans of The Simpsons or aren't fans of Futurama and don't have that background knowledge, they're not going to notice those little nods. But at the same time, fans of them will see them and appreciate them. But either way, it's a good story. And that's what's great about it. Right. But right. that's I, yeah. very cool that fans of Graining can get those little nods and uh, Easter eggs, if you will. Did and I did I tell the story about when I met Matt Graining? On oh, the yeah. Last yeah. Time? I don't know if you told it on the show, but I know I've heard it several times. Because of the podcast or because of the streaming stuff. But yeah, well, yeah. I'll let the audience know. I'll let our audience know. Um as as I'm sure you can tell, I'm a big fan of Simpsons and Futurama, a bit of big fan of Matt Greening in general. And um when I was at Comic Con in two thousand eight <laughs> This is awful. Uh this is glorious. Uh, it's 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 a thing. Matt Greening so has this, a restraining order against Greg to this, this day. Fucking this was eleven years ago, I just realized. Jesus Christ. Uh I kept going past the um oh, what's the comic book company that he owns? Now I'm drawing a blank on that. I'm not sure. The Simpsons is produced from. Shit. I'm. Why am I drawing a blank on that? Anyway, there's a comic company that the Simpsons are under, like when they do the Simpsons comics mm-hmm. and Futurama comics. But they had a booth at Comic Con for obvious reasons, and I kept passing that booth, hoping to like, oh, is Matt Groening there? Oh, is Matt Groening there? Like hoping to just kind of spot him. And mm-hmm. it was the last day of Comic Con. It was Sunday morning. The the place is like super empty, comparative to the rest of the day. And I walk past that that particular comic booth, and uh, sure enough, he's there signing this big-ass Bart doll. And I was like, oh my god, I gotta try to catch him, right? So I run up, and he's starting to walk away, and I was like, Mr. Graining, Mr. Graining. And he turns around and said, I'm a huge fan, do you mind if I take a picture with you? And he was like, absolutely. And he looks at the guy he's talking to, and he's like, this is what I do for a living. And... uh I go to take the picture with him and my brain kept doing this thing. Like I met Nathan Fillion. I met Tony Todd. I met all these people that were like awesome. Like I had a bunch of pictures. I met, you know, Steve, uh, Steve Bloom and Nolan North and, and, and Fred Tatascore and all these fucking rad people at Comic-Con never, ever, ever lost my composure. But you totally fangirled with Matt Groening. Yeah. Uh, so my brain kept saying, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. Instead, what I did was I whispered in his ear as we went to take the picture, you kind of helped raise me. Not, which, not creepy at all. 
Because my thought process, my thought process is that I grew up watching The Simpsons, right? Which mm-hmm. is what I should have said, which is not creepy, you know? I grew up watching The Simpsons. Cool. <laughs> but my brain was like, I grew up watching The Simpsons and it molded my sense of humor, so he kind of helped raise me. I'll say that. And I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Even at the moment, the moment it came out of my mouth, I knew it was bad. <laughs> and Matt Groening went to the uh, magistrate and got a protective order against Greg that is enforced for life. He cannot be within 500 feet of Matt Groening ever again. It's all right. I already got a lock of his hair. <laughs> it's... <laughs> you don't have to be silent, Josh. It was... A joke. <laughs> I mean, I know you spoon with that lock of his hair. Don't fucking judge my lifestyle. I'm not. No judgment. I'm not laughing at it. <laughs> anyway, guys, yeah, that's that's my Matt Groening story, and it's very funny. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, season two of Disenchantment. Um, why don't we go ahead and give our final thoughts and ratings, sir? Yeah, go yeah, go uh, I, I'll, go, I'll go first on this. Um I'm going to give it an A. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really dug the... And there is an overall loosely arching theme that this show does. You know, and if you got to remember, this is only part two of season one. Technically, this is the last half of the first 20 episodes. We're getting 20 more episodes over the next year. Uh, that are going to be released, I think, in batches of 10 uh, starting next year. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. You know, uh, good story. The arts, if you like that art style, the art's great. Uh, it's a, a loose, overarching plot filled in with, like, episodes that would be standalone filler episodes, but they still have little nods to the current ongoing thing from time to time. Um, but just some really funny stuff. The whole situation with the elves now moving into the kingdom, like wash day, that was hilarious. Um, you know, just, uh, Lucy owning the bar, just lots of fun little bits that, that were really cool. Great story, fun music. Um, you know, it's a name, man. I, I can't say too much more without giving away a lot of plot specifics, and I don't want to do. But the the whole Elfo in Heaven trying to get to Hell to reunite with Dean, that episode slayed me. Especially when he was trying to get snippy with God just so he could get kicked out of Heaven. Yeah. That shit was too funny. Um... Did you give it a grade? Yeah, yeah an A. Jesus Christ. Yeah, wow. an A. An a. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with A too. A as well. Um, I think that the story and the and the uh, path it takes is is really fun and uh, clever. I think. Uh, I think with 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 how they told this story and the way that the comedy worked, it's certainly more entertaining to an extent than season one. Um, but I, but I like that because it, it found its own footing. Like I said, it, it found its, it found its own voice, if you will. So, 
Um, I'm really pleased with it. I'm excited to see what they do with it in the future and uh, where they go with it. And, and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be good times. Um, so that's two A's for the show. I don't. I don't have much else to say, man. Like it's 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 decently funny and pretty enjoyable. It's not guffaw funny. It's not like there aren't like hilarious bits like there were in season one. There's not just these brief moments that you're going to be like, oh, that was hilarious versus, or that line was really great. Like, there's nothing like that like there was in season one. So if that's something that doesn't fit your fancy, I guess, I don't know. It doesn't fit your what? Fancy. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, but regardless, it's 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 a good show. It's a fun show. You won't regret it. You know, it's uh, 10, 25-minute episodes. It's a good time. Yeah, it's very digestible. It was... Uh, I enjoyed it the whole time. Yeah, like yeah, that, I, I think too. A, definitely, like definitely, an A is 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 in our opinion a good time. So, oh yeah, that's um, what it stands for. Actually, A a good time. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I just want to point go, out if like, we don't... give a show a B, that's a bitchin' time. Um, okay, yeah, isn't a bitchin' time better than A a good time? Okay, depends. I guess they could be all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Quick PSA before we move on to uh, the movie. Um, if you order DoorDash uh, or, or Postmates or Grubhub, please in-app tip your driver. For fuck's sake. I know this isn't like the place that you would expect to hear this, but it's frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Greg works for DoorDash and getting stiffed on a delivery sucks balls. As a former pizza delivery driver, I can tell you how much it sucks balls. So, yeah. Yeah. Tip. Come on. Tip. These people are, you know, it, it, you may not think it's a, difficult job but it is a stressful job in making sure your order is correct and taking it to you and taking you know spending money on your own gas and getting all that done in a timely manner just to show up and get stiffed while you wolf down your fucking big mac it's bullshit tip yes it the the they they pay they they changed the pay structure and not in every location which is really shitty like they changed it in in a few cities and and a lot of california cities where um instead of doing like at minimum like a minimum uh, amount so you get like a subsidized tip um uh now they do it to where like you get uh you get base pay of something and then a tip so if if the if the customer doesn't tip you only get base pay so I'm doing like $2 delivery right now, and it really fucking hurts because $2 does not pay for gas here in California. Just just saying. I mean, gas hell, right dude. Now, yeah, how much is gas right now where you live? Four bucks a gallon. Damn. You want to know how much gas is a gallon where I live? Where? It's like 235 Yeah. And, and on Wednesdays? Uh, like our local grocery store, our regional chain, it's called Food City, and they have their own gas stations that are usually in the parking lot of the store or just 
down the street from it. Uh, on Wednesdays, you get, if you're a member of their shopping club, whatever, you know how grocery stores will give out little keychains and you can get savings by signing up for it. Like, if you're a member of that, you get 15 cents off a gallon every day of the week. But on Wednesdays, you get 30 cents off a gallon. So naturally, we fill up every Wednesday because, you know, it's two bucks and a nickel for a gallon right now. Um, so, so that's a huge contrast. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. And, and, but that's the thing is like, uh, let's say for example, Josh, like how much you say gas was two thirty five a gallon, two thirty five. So let's say like your normal guaranteed rate of pay via DoorDash and where you live was four bucks. Mm-hmm. That's fine because that's gas. That's a gallon of gas and a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But imagine, imagine if you will, <laughs> only getting like a dollar delivery. Yeah, that's the equivalent to what I'm dealing with. So it's it's really shitty. And I would mm-hmm. say over half of the people I delivered to, like we did, um, yeah, yeah, you told me today, 17 deliveries, like seventeen did, this afternoon, and, 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 and got over half like of them eight. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just shitty. And I just, you know, I'm using whatever platform I can to like tell people like tip, tip your fucking drivers, please. Like it's tip your servers in any service industry, Uh, you know, in the United States, we have this weird tipping etiquette. You know, the 18% is the standard for good service, you know, but a lot of the times things that go wrong aren't the server's problem. Or not the fault of the server or the delivery person. Uh, You know, it's mistakes made in the kitchen or mistakes made elsewhere. However, I'm just saying, tip your servers. Come on. Yes, please. Even if they don't give you great service, give them something. Yeah, I try to go on to, to social media and like, hey, please tip your fucking drivers. <laughs> this shit sucks when we don't get paid. Um, and a few, and I like some rando ass dude found it and like re like shared it. I was like, who the hell are you? <laughs> He's probably a delivery driver or a server. So yeah, it was awesome. Anyway, moving on. Um, so the movie we're going to talk about is something that I have been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, a show uh, based on a show that I've been watching for a while, uh, between two ferns. Was that Galifianakis? Um, if you don't know what the show is, it's based off of a sketch, sketch, skit, whatever, that was running on Funny or Die for a long time. You said um, sketch. I know, because I want to say skit and sketch at the same time. So I was like, sketch, which is actually like grabbing out of the back of a car while you're on a like skateboard or uh, uh, rollerblades. Sketching. There's a video game based on it. Um. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's, it was based on a sketch, sort of like a sketch, but, um, Zach would interview a celebrity and he would insult them, but like passively insult them. Um, so, uh, uh, it would always become really funny, but the celebrities were always in on it. That being said, they wanted to make a whole movie based on that. Mm-hmm. And the celebrities are not in on it. That's how the pr- the premise is set up. Sorry, I meant to say 
I probably said that wrong. The celebrities act as if they're not in on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they oh they've always been in on it because oh yeah they have to sign the waiver just so it'll be you know yeah but yeah they they act like they weren't aware that this and a lot of times which makes uh, it way fucking funnier in my opinion yeah a lot of times that can be like I don't want to ask this question and this producer's like tell them I made you ask it it makes it funnier that way you play the good cop and I'll be bad cop and that's kind of how they went along and did this um. And, like, to me, the best part of this movie was was those parts when he's interviewing the celebrity. How do I say this nicely? That's the only good part of this movie. Okay. You, you, that and the, um, the, um, bloopers at the end of the closing credits were better than most of the shit in the movie. It was so weird. It was so weird, Josh, because I laughed harder at those scenes with the celebrities Mm -hmm. than I have in most other funny things that we've watched on this podcast. I cry laughing at those moments. Keanu Reeves. Uh, On a scale scale of one to a hundred, how many words do you know? (laughs) (laughs) One of the earliest bits was, uh, all right, all right, all right. Oh, sorry, I wasn't starting. I was just uh, quoting the last, uh, or the, the, the box office returns from the last three movies. Yeah. God, it's so fucking funny. Like, yeah. gut laughing. I'm pausing the movie, I'm laughing so hard. And then they do plot. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is a movie. This no. is a, this, I'm the, watching this thing. <laughs> the, the, the plot was not a plot. The plot was a plop. Did it did it remind you of a bad SNL movie? Because it sure as fuck did with me. Uh, it, uh yeah, like it's Pat. When right. I, oh yeah, it was it's Pat level bad when it came to the plot. Um, it's not good. It's so fucking simple too. Like it's Zach I mean, has to go across the country to interview celebrities in order to to get his own talk show. Hijinks kind of ensues, and then like there's so much like. Oh, well, they're clearly spending too much money. Like, this is going to come back. Like, it's just so fucking predictable. And it hits every, like, note that they want it or need it to hit. And I'm just like, uh, can we get to the celebrity stuff? And that that's also a problem I have a little bit, Josh, was that the celebrity uh, interviews aren't nearly as long as the stuff that you find on Funny or Die. Yeah, I know. They're like little two-minute inserts into the movie, if you're lucky. Um, you know, and the would, funnier ones, a, the funnier ones are usually five, six minutes long. Yeah, I was gonna say like I would have preferred an hour long thing of just these interviews. Like that would have mm-hmm. been a thousand times better. But it's like it, it's it's so weird too because it's it's this very bizarre dichotomy of like some of the funniest shit I've ever seen and some of the worst shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean the whole here here's the plot in a nutshell. Zach wants his own talk show. He's working out of a little PBS station in North Carolina. And the celebrities come there to be interviewed. He insults them. Yeah. Well, he's interviewing McConaughey. And there's some leaky pops. He's trying to fuck with the pop. It floods the studio. Kills Matthew McConaughey. But they brought him back. 
But, you know, Will Ferrell is upset because it's ruined. He wants his clicks. And he says, you owe me 10 celebrity interviews. You got two weeks to deliver. And that's the premise. And he sits out across the country to interview celebrities in their location. I adore it's, Will Ferrell, but the role he was playing in this movie was not no, funny. No, not at all. Not oh, at all. Man, it's so it's just and I think that's the thing that throws me off with this movie so hard is it's like it's so hard for me to give it a grade because it's again, and I can't stress this enough, like I'm fucking cry laughing at these interviews and then they get, and then it's just like these long swaths of I'm I'm just watching this one. Yeah. It's, it's like the, the, the funny bits are a plus shit. And then the fucking like plot is like D minus. That's the weird dichotomy I'm dealing with. So I'm like, do I give it a B? I don't know. A a C plus where I put this. Like, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre because of that. Yeah. Um, and the, the the fact that, you know, he comes across Chrissy Teigen in a bar and wants to interview her. Oof. And she sees oh, him and man. she wants to have sex with him. And they end up having sex. And the next thing you know, John Legend wants to be on his show. And John Legend didn't know what he did. And he thought that's why he was coming. Talk about a mad TV sketch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. It was like Chrissy Teigen was on this. Uh, there was a there was a show going on at the moment. I watched these guys on YouTube named the the um, the Valley Folk. Um, I've been watching each of them on YouTube do funny things for years now, literally like 12, 13 years. No, I'm not even kidding when I say that. And um, the group that they were with, they left and then they tried to do their own thing. and It didn't work. So they come back together and now they have this show called the Valley Folk. And it's genuinely like they have a thing come out every single day and it's highly entertaining and they were saying like we're going to be on this uh this like comedy uh uh, competition show called bring the funny and i was like oh check it out and the 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 judges were um keenan thompson jeff foxworthy which both of those make sense to me and then chrissy teigen and chrissy teigen was supposed to represent the everyman the uh or every person sorry that seemed very sexist to say it like that um she was meant to represent just the everyday person and holy shit all three of them have very bizarre senses of humor compared to me Mm -hmm. because there were people going up there that were fucking dynamite funny and all three of them just like ha 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 nah we're not gonna set you through we're gonna put in this other group that was awful. <laughs> just like Jesus Christ. So, but luckily, um, uh, uh, Valley folk actually won the whole competition. Spoiler alert. They, uh, yeah, they, 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 their, their first sketch was, was really good. Their second sketch was, I thought was even funnier. My dad hated it, but whatever. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, the third sketch they did, was really fucking funny. Um, it was basically like it was a superhero academy, and uh, the three like the three guys are standing off to the side, and they they're they're talking about these rad superpowers while the girl Lee is standing off to the side, and she just looks like she's kind of dirty, 
but like she's unkempt and hasn't taken a shower, but also kind of like a little uh, dour. Like she has a very similar, like she has a kind of a hunch a little bit and she doesn't look like she's all there. And they're just like, what's your superpower? And she's like, I can kill birds on command. (laughs) And then all of a sudden a bird just drops from the sky. (laughs) It's so fucking funny. Um, you I, again, I, Josh isn't laughing, so you'll have to see it, I guess. Um, are you there, Josh? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought maybe something happened to the connection. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> just listening anyway. Yeah. And then there, and, and after they did that sketch, uh, the audience could like on Twitter vote for who they wanted to come back because the three judges didn't vote them in. And, uh, and then they they got brought back. They did a fourth sketch, and this was on the final where the, it was only the audience vote that mattered. And of course, they fucking killed it on Twitter because they added Twitter to the whole thing, and it came, became a little bit of a popularity contest. I'll I'll admit, but they won the competition. And the whole goddamn time that I'm watching this with my folks, week after week after week, both my both my parents are just like, "Why is Chrissy Teigen here? <laughs> what?" What has she contributed to comedy? Because she sure doesn't know anything. Doesn't fucking know anything about comedy to begin with. Yeah, and, and that was that was pretty much the way I felt right there when she was in the movie. Why is she here? That's that that's what I'm saying. Is like I was like, did she get on Bring the Funny because of this part? Because this is not funny, like at all. <laughs> no, Peter Dinklage was fucking funny. Benedict Cumberbatch that interview was fucking funny. Uh, David Letterman. Oh my God, that was awesome. I did. I did think Peter Dinklage bit was funny. I, I will admit that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is, any time he was interviewing celebrities, it was funny. But uh, the rest of the movie, nothing was funny at all. No. Yeah. Even was, the running really gag where you know his assistant uh, kept killing his ferns, and every week you know she was replacing them, and you know, his ferns are just getting killed all the time. So at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, his ferns get destroyed. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just buy two new ones. And I'm like, oh, my God, that just fell so flat. It really did. And then the, the, the ending being like ungodly predictable. Oh, yeah. Um, I know what they were trying to do. I know that they like Zach was like, we're going to do this, this irreverent kind of offbeat uh, uh, joke about, you know, like at night, almost getting hit by a truck on the road, but it's not going to be because I fell asleep. It'll be something else. I'm just like, no, <laughs> it's it's not, it's not good. It's not good guys. It didn't, no. it didn't play like you wanted it to. So I don't know, man. Like, it's so it's 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 a really hard it's still really hard for me to put a proper grade on it you know i'm gonna say if you give this a watch just watch the fast forward you know hit the skip ahead and watch it when he's talking to somebody actually in between two ferns that's worth checking out the rest of it is forgettable as fuck yeah and the bloopers at the end of the movie are pretty fucking funny but they really, really, it's I, like, yeah, it's like maybe 12 to 15 minutes of worth it. And then an hour of, ugh. yeah, it's unfortunate too. Like, 
Yeah, because I really enjoy most of the actors in this movie. I love Zach Galifianakis. He's a fucking funny dude. You know, I like Lauren Lapkus. Uh, she's pretty funny. You know, the one that played his assistant. You know, I love Will Ferrell, but he was just wrong in this. Look, everybody can be in a stinker once in a while. Yeah, yeah. By, by no means will it be like, oh, I'm never watching anything they do again. No, because like, and that's, again, <clears throat> I cannot stress this enough. There are genuinely some busting, fucking hilarious, almost piss your pants moments. Yes. So the writing can be good. It just wasn't for the fucking story. Uh, let's give it a grade. Let's give it a grade and well, get out of this. Get out of here with it. Tack one on it. <laughs> um, I'll go first. Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a B minus. Um, oh. I, I I wrestled between a, a B minus and a C plus. Um, but I'm gonna go B minus just because I haven't laughed that hard in a while. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's it's I've laughed quite a bit at some things, but not that hard. I haven't like had to pause and and cry laughing and then like want to go back and listen to it again and keep laughing at it. Like I haven't felt that way in a while, but unfortunately. The amount of that within this is about as much as you would get on a funnier die bit. So, mm -hmm. like, that's why it kind of gets a low grade. And the story isn't completely, like, unwatchable. It's, it's just, just not good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, I wasn't bored watching it, but... The entire time, <laughs> the entire time you're like, hurry up and get to the next interview. Yeah, like I'm just anticipating that. So, and I, and I I really want to see more between two ferns. I just don't want this movie. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, don't do movies anymore. Just keep doing the funnier diabetes because those are gold. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So B minus. Uh, Josh, what about you? Uh, I gotta go a little bit lower than that. I gotta go C minus. Oh wow. I was gonna see plus. <laughs> no, no, no. Full grade lower. That's just barely above a D, and that's only because of the the funny bits, the interviews, and the bloopers are so goddamn funny. Like, those parts would get an A, and if the story was good, it would be a higher grade, but because the rest of the movie is so unforgettable and underwhelming and flat-out, like, just for, yeah, it's, ugh. yeah, C-minus, man. There's a good premise, I guess, but it's utterly predictable. It just seemed like a lazy vehicle to get to the bits of funny. Yeah, yeah, and that many creative minds behind that that have done wonderfully hilarious creative stuff, there's no excuse for this to be as underwhelming as it was. So, yeah. C minus. Well then, guys, there you go. Uh, if, if you really want to get a good taste of Between Two Ferns, go to funnierdie.com. They have every single one of them there, or even the YouTube channel, and you can watch those. And they're they're basically the same thing you'd get in this movie. Um, and and uh, like Josh said, just kind of skip forward until you get to the interview bits, and and you'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy that stuff, but. Otherwise, it's a big old meh. Um, yeah. 
but that's gonna do it for us guys on this on this episode it, i think it'll, uh, it'll be a little shorter um a little bit shorter but, than normal yeah but lives have been crazy so we've been doing some movies and a show movie and a show uh, speaking of that, next week, guys, we're going to be doing Big Mouth Season 3, which I'm very excited for. I need to actually, I still haven't watched that special that they came out with. Um, you need to. So I guess to. we'll throw that into Season 3 review. Why not? Okay. Since yeah, I know that you a, watched it. Yeah, it was a Valentine's Day special. That's right, Valentine's Day, yeah. So we'll throw that into this review as well. Um, and we're going to talk about the new Stephen King movie, and In the, the Tall, tall Grass. grass. I have absolutely no idea what this is about. I have not seen a trailer. Oh, so you haven't even this. watched the trailer? Nope. So I'm going to watch this completely blind. I watched uh, 1922 the other night for the first time. The Stephen King. It's a Stephen King short story movie. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. You don't think I've seen that? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive. It wasn't too okay. bad. I want to say I've heard of it, but I I just drawn a blank on it. Anyway. It's been out for about um, a year. <laughs> Thomas Jane in it. Oh, one of my favorite movies of all time has Thomas Jane in it. Oh, really? The Mist. I've never seen that. People write The Mist off. Because it just comes off as kind of a little bit of a generic, uh, generic horror movie. But I disagree. To me, it's a uh, it's more nuanced than that. If you, have, I, I'm not spoiling it. I, I just don't. I don't want to tell you anything about it anymore, Josh. Please go watch it. It's one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Okay. Like, like it, it is up there. It's an upper echelon horror movie, in my opinion. Speaking, I've of, speaking of horror times. movies, um, did you, uh, did you uh, watch Hereditary yet? No, because I was trying to watch it with my mom. As uh, I grew up watching horror movies with her. Well, dude, um, after Preacher tonight, go down there and watch it with her. I won't have time. We got two episodes of Preacher, and then I got to try to hit the. A. Oh. Um. But on that note, there's some time this week we can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I saw somebody on Twitter recently saying, like, somebody famous. I don't remember who it was, but they were just like, Hereditary might be one of the best movies I've ever seen. I was like, oh, Jesus. Dude, I didn't even know it was a horror movie until I was an hour into it, and it legit creeped me the motherfuck out. Yeah. And that, and shit, doesn't ha- that shit doesn't happen to me watching a movie. There's only been a handful of horror movies that have actually stuck with me. Um, weirdly enough, The Ring is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first Ring, not any of the sequels. Uh, I've seen I've seen the sequel, and I've seen the Japanese version, and I've seen the remake or the up to date oh, version, the latest. Speaking sequel. of that, speaking of that, they're doing a uh, a. Uh, a show on the on AMC called uh, like something infamy. It might just be the infamy, but it's uh, um, the idea is Japanese horror in America. Hmm. Um, it looks fucking incredible. Uh, will it be incredible? I don't know. 
but it looks really good. So I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, my mom used to raise us on horror movies. Like I remember when we, when my brother and I were kids, we, um, we, uh, we asked if we could go to the store and rent all the Jason, Freddy and, and, and Halloween movies. God damn. That's a lot to watch at once. Yeah. We watched them over the whole weekend. We rented every single one that we could find, and we watched just them all a horror over the marathon of slashers. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's funny is she didn't watch Freddy with us because she—that's the one thing that that scares her because that's deal with dreams. Really? Which then my brother and I, as we grew up, like there's been a bunch of horror movies that deal with dreams. We're just like, huh, you think that one's bad? Yeah, those those after the second one were just pretty much comedies. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um. Fun fact, the first death on screen in a uh, Elm Street movie is uh, um, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Anywho, I love horror movies, genuinely. I still haven't seen It Chapter 2, and it's killing me. Yeah, I want to see it, too. But, yeah. Uh, um, so, I'm looking forward to End of the Tall Grass, is my point. Like, grew up on Stephen King and horror movies, and, like, I'm, I'm stoked about this movie, but I know jack shit about it so i'm excited cool uh guys thank you for listening to this podcast we we love having you guys here every week listening to josh and i just uh bullshit around um and we uh we look to do this for the foreseeable future um it's been it's been awesome to do this for the past two years i really fucking love doing it um, our lives have been totally different the past, like a, a year ago, two years ago, shit, two years ago, Josh had two whole legs. I did. <laughs> and I was also trying to be a streamer. Wasn't really trying to be a streamer. I was just streaming and, um, you know, so was I, but that became not fun. anymore. Yeah. It didn't become fun anymore. And. I was never trying to be a professional streamer anyway. I was just doing it for the fun, and it stopped being fun. So that's why I stopped doing it. Um. Yeah. I. I uh, when when Josh and I had this conversation a few months ago, back when he was doing the charity event, and I, I've I've said this a thousand and one times. If you're doing something that you want to do, either it's art. Or it's something else and you don't enjoy it in any way, shape, or form. Stop doing um, it. If you're not enjoying stop it, doing don't it. do it. Yeah. Just just, just cut the, pull the cord. Because honestly, you're going to... Uh, you're going to, to start to resent that You got thing. really muffled and you don't want to resent. I got muffled. Why? I don't know. You just sounded muffled. So what were you saying again? It, um... It's weird because I didn't touch anything. Uh, if you start to hate that thing that you're doing, if you start to not have fun, you're going to start resenting that thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to start uh, uh, hating that thing. And you don't want to hate that no. thing. You don't want to hate like streaming or, or, or drawing or creating art. You want you want to keep enjoying it. That's why and, I've diversified my hobbies so much. And now I do miniature painting. I do Gundam building. I do diorama building. Now people are paying me to build dioramas for them. Uh, you know, and I'm also podcasting, you know. So I'm never doing the same thing 
on the you know day in day out i'm always doing something different and i'm finding things to be a lot more fulfilling and enjoying them more as a result yeah 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 it it's 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 tough it's tough when you want to be creative or when you want to have a creative outlet and you you sit there and you go like well if i do this and i do that like hopefully I'll get more people like we Josh and I are doing this podcast because we want to do this podcast. Yeah. Whether you guys whether you guys like do anything on your end like buy merch, go to the Patreon. I'm thinking money like monetary things. Whether you guys do that or not is not going to matter. Josh and I want to keep doing this. And um I'm happy to do it every week with him. He's happy to uh, I can't speak for you, but Dude, I'm telling you, man. You're happy to uh, do it every week. <laughs> <laughs> I do I do well I'm on three shows regularly now. You know, this show we record every Wednesday and it goes up every Friday and the live Friday night show and then every other Wednesday I'm on the other one. And those are the two days of the week I look forward to the most. Because I have so much fun doing this. And I have so much fun doing yeah. those. So I absolutely, what's, what's, absolutely, man, fucking love doing this. And what's funny, Josh, is that I'm almost starting to enjoy Uninhibited more than this podcast. <laughs> well, because we don't have to commit actual time into that part of the show. It's just sit down and talking about our past week and, you know, whatever comes to our minds in the middle of that. So that's awesome. But, um, you know, I still don't, you know, I don't not enjoy doing this, but yeah, the, the unstructuredness of uninhibited and the freedom during that week of not having to watch anything is a lot more freeing. So I get that, but I do got to say, man, uh, you know, as I said, we record on Wednesdays and it's Wednesday night here and publish on Fridays. Uh, every Wednesday I watch my friends, they do a show called Stasis Lock. It's a podcast that focuses on, uh, the Beast Wars era of Transformers. And one of my friends on the show, Tyler, uh, he lives in Canada. Great dude. Uh, he's my favorite Canadian cancer. Um, and he knows what I mean by that. Like, he was one of the first people that I told about what happened to me with my leg. Like, outside of my family, you were the first person to know outside of my immediate family. And he was the second. And he's the one that put out the call to the realm of collectors that started that GoFundMe and, you know, really fucking just did so much for me and Misty. So he's a great dude, but he was on Stasis Lock tonight. And, dude, he was... uh. He he really showed us some love on the show tonight. G- gave us a great shout out. He's like, I've listened to a lot of their episodes. He's like, I uh, I like how they do that when they do the reviews. And he's like, I like the alternating week where they just kind of are laid back. And he's just showing us some love and saying how he enjoyed the structure. And it's we don't get lots of feedback from people. What I'm asking is, give us some feedback. 
Star Wars. Star, <laughs> it, it's it's welcome really, to the episode where Josh and I be like tell a really long winded uh, uh, thing to get to a point. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, he he showed us some love on I'm their show. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of broadcast. So I was watching along. I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." You know, and it, it's nice. Even though that was coming from a friend, I didn't know that he ever listened to the show. I know I can see that there are listeners in Canada on through one of the platforms that we're on, but I don't see where the downloads come from. You know, um, right. so. You know, that was a totally unprovoked, uh, uninitiated uh, bit of feedback and response, and that was awesome. But yeah, all you guys out there right now, I'm asking you, give us some feedback. Join the Discord server. Uh, talk to us in there. We're always available in Discord, almost around the clock, with the exception of the probably five hours we sleep a night. Um, but... You know, hit us up on social media. Uh, the links are in the description down below. Click them. Follow us. You know, if you listen on iTunes, give us a five-star rating. Tell us what you enjoy about the show. Tell us what you don't enjoy about the show. Send us suggestions of things you want to hear us talk about. You know? Or, or watch. watch. Yeah. And there are sections on the Discord server where you can do that. Or you can email us at allcuteuppodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, hit us with all that stuff. We appreciate you guys. And, you know, I know we have listeners. We've got them worldwide. I see them. And it's awesome. You know, we're, we got a lot of listeners in, in Europe and Canada and the U.S. And, you know, we got a few uh, in Australia and India. And that's crazy that we've got listeners in India. But, yeah, uh, it's cool to see that. Um, but even if we just had one, even if it was just, let's say Tyler, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if it were just him, I'd still be doing this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, guys, um, everything Josh said is, um, I, you know, tenfold on this end. I, I, you know, we, we, we really want to hear from you. If it, if you, if you, if you got one of our pieces of merchandise, uh, throw us a picture and, uh, We'll let you know how you how you look in it. How about that? No, oh, we'll, we'll do you one better. Spoiler, spoiler! It's always gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we also will repost it on our Instagram and our Twitter and social media pages with your permission, of course. But absolutely. But yeah, we like we like getting we like seeing listeners uh, sporting the sporting the swag. Um. But yeah, guys. Um. I think that's going to be it. Uh, I want to go uh, finish the series finale of Preacher. So I'm going to go do that here in a minute. Uh, that is not on the docket for what we're going to watch. Uh, do keep in mind we are watching the Stephen King film In the Tall Grass and season three of Big Mouth. So if you want to keep along with us and watch that. Uh, Those drop the day this podcast drops. The day of this recording, Friday the 4th. So... Yes, yes. So there's that. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't think. I think we've covered everything, Josh. Wouldn't you agree? Other than where you at. Oh, yeah, our, our personal links. Jesus. Huh. Well, you can find me on every single social site 
under Chub Rock Geek. You can find me on Twitter. No, not Twitter. I'm sorry. Twitch and uh, Mixer, I guess. Uh, I tried to do a TikTok today and it didn't work out, but I, I'm going to try to do future stuff on there. Um, but yeah, you can find all that at just just search Chub Rock Geek and you'll find it. Um, also, one of the big things I want to point out is that I'm going to be working on some personal content for the Mission Start podcast. I'm no longer going to be on it. Uh, for a number of reasons, uh, personal and whatnot that I'm not going to get into. But um, if you want to follow uh, Mission Start Podcast YouTube channel, which is just Mission Start Tubes, uh, I'm going to start uploading my own personal like little video game reviews and stuff like that. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, you can go check that out. Um, but that's about it for me. Josh, where can they find you? I'm just going to say shout out to Anthony. Anthony's a great dude. Like Anthony. But, uh, yeah, you know, I agree, but he's been a good friend of mine for, a oh yeah, he's a great dude. Uh, as for me, uh, you know, I go by my regular name on Facebook. My profile is public. I'm easy to find. Um, I'm a, I like talking to new people. So hit me up on there. If you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, all my social, social media profiles on those platforms are linked to my Facebook page. And you can just click on them there and follow me there. As for podcasts other than this one that I appear on, uh, on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel, every Friday night at 9 p.m., right around 9 p.m., because one of our guys, he he's usually getting off work and getting home, walking in the door like five minutes before we start, so we always wait on him. Um that's uh, the MPSP Theater. That's every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Um, also, every other Wednesday at 9.30 p.m., I'm on a, on a show on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. It's called Figa Bangin', uh, where we look at usually Transformers, uh, like one of the most newest ones, uh, what it what accessories it comes with, what the figure does, how it, the transformation, things like that. It's about an hour long, hour long live review show, and there's people in the chat talking to us, and we have fun. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm the new gal on that show. Um, that sounds like something that interests you. Check it out. NPSP Theater is where we talk about uh, primarily things in the entertainment industry. Uh, uh, TV shows, movies, comic books, video games. Those things are things that we talk about on a weekly basis. Very rarely do we talk toys, but things like San Diego Comic-Con and New York Toy Fair and New York Comic-Con, those are about the three times a year we make exceptions for that. So we'll probably talk a little bit of toy talk on tonight's episode, but probably not too much. But yeah, those are all the places that you can find me. Um, you know, follow Greg, follow me, hit us up, leave us feedback. You guys yeah, are awesome. I would love to hear been, from you guys. Yeah, two yeah. years of this now, it's just been wonderful. And here's hoping yeah. and for more beyond. Absolutely. Um, also, keep in mind, guys, next next week we will have another uninhibited episode where Josh and I will, it'll be a retrospective of sorts. You will um, also have some crazy I don't know if it's. I was going to say, I think it's time for Crazy Headlines, where I'll do awful again, likely. Um, 
but those are fun regardless. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, guys, retrospective crazy headlines next week on uninhibited. Uh, join us for that as well. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening so much. We love you. We love you guys so much. These so cute. Look how cute they are, Josh. Don't they look? Don't they look like they're they're just well put together today? That's just anyway. That was weird. This oh. is why this no, is why you have a protective order for Matt Groening. Don't get it against our you listeners. You stop it. You stop it. Uh, All right, guys. Have a good evening do, or morning or just, whenever you listen to the podcast. Just do like I do and just grab their ass when you give them a hug. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Just me to yourself note, guys, like me. On that note. I've never been me to. Thank I'm you for kidding. listening and we will... See you next time. Take care, everybody.